the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. really a news dump Friday. Although every day Joe Biden has been in office, you could use the word dump. Diapers Biden. Worst American president at really one of the most important, crucial times if America is to survive. So until this compromised political whore is ripped out by his starched collar and his crypt keeper dead hair and in I think she should be thrown in prison for high crimes and misdemeanors. It's the first open and notorious bribed president we've ever had. I mean, we've had some that have had scandals, not just defiling 21-year-old interns, although everyone saw his wife and understood why. This one is clearly compromised. It does explain, though, why we rushed those billions of dollars to Ukraine, peace-loving Ukraine, who is now bombing flying strike missions into Russia. I mean, isn't that what started the whole thing? I mean, for the last eight years, they killed, what, 14,000 Russians? Of course, it was, on, it was on Ukrainian soil, so it really didn't get that much attention. But now when they uh, blow up fuel depots, they didn't hurt anybody. It's strategic. I don't know what story I like better, that or their ghost pilot that it mysteriously shot down 10 planes that never existed. I like both those lies, but um, this one is particularly interesting to me now to the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine and what could be the first accusation of an airstrike on Russian soil since the beginning of the war. Ukraine is being blamed today for a fire at a fuel depot in a Russian city near the Ukrainian border. CTV's Paul Workman is standing by in Lviv, Ukraine for us. Paul, what more can you tell us about this possible attack on Russia? Well, the Russians are saying today that it probably... um adds tension to renewed peace talks, which we're starting this morning. But I think we need to put it into perspective. One attack on an oil depot that didn't kill anybody. Uh- no, everybody's fine. But here's the thing. I don't really give a rip anyway. How do you like that? Oligarch, corrupt, former Soviet nation. I don't care. But I do think the Ukrainians played it brilliantly. Brilliantly. And I mean specifically the corrupt ones. Like Ihor Kolomoisky, who's been bribing the Biden regime, since he was just vice president, although I wonder if a little bit of that Sacagawea trickled up to Barack Obama. Who's to tell? God knows he didn't spend it on women. But I will say, I don't really care except for the money. You see, it looks like an investment paid off. It looks like you bribed the crack-smoking son of a vice president, and the American people were propagandized to where billions and billions of dollars flew into the country, And now it looks like we are fighting a proxy war. 
And we've got, what, 100,000, 120,000 Polish troops. We've got Norwegians there. God knows how many Americans and CIA members. You'll never tell. Of course, you could easily just divert from the way you've been occupying Yemen. Only the oil fields, yet we're not getting any of that oil. I wonder if that's just going strictly to finance the CIA. One could only imagine. But one thing's for sure, I don't believe a damn thing that comes out of this administration. So when they give us economic numbers, that's like listening to a pathological liar tell you everything is fine. Families and cut the deficit. It would add, it would, and I would add, no. Oh, this is painful. You know, I was listening to the morning show. I was walking on the beach this morning, and I like to listen to the morning show. And um, it was Amy, and I've never met, sounds like a wonderful guy. Uh, I believe his name is Rambling Ray. Seems like a, a very nice man. And I've heard him throughout the years. And he was talking about Joe Biden. And he said, and I, I'm not picking on Rambling Ray. Please understand. I, I, I can't wait to meet him. I think I'd really like him. You know, he said, I, my father suffered from mental illness or dementia. And he's old. And I don't, I don't want to do that to Joe Biden. And here's the, the, the problem with that. And I want to tell Ray this when I see him. But I want to tell all of you this. That's because that's your dad. And you love him. And that's wonderful. It's a wonderful quality. I had it with my grandfather and I loved him. This is not the case with this political whore, this rat Democrat mafia member when he had his marbles. This is a scumbag who's destroying the quality of our life, destroying the principles of America. This isn't a relative. This is somebody who has gotten us to the brink of World War III, of which we're financing. Let's just call it what it is. The whole time destroying the quality of your life and the memory of your father and the future of your grandkids if you don't have any. This is how serious this is. So this isn't like you want to be nice to some doddering old fool who's crossing the street. Go park your car, help him get across. God bless, it's wonderful. Don't let him write executive orders and tell bald-faced lies that destroy the quality of the nation. Let's start there. Because as you listen to this doddering fool, if he wasn't bribed and compromised, which he is, he still is unfit to be the president of the United States. Good thing for ballot harvesting, though. Nobody making less than four. You're tired of hearing me say it, but no one making less than 400. I'm tired of hearing you lie about it, you wrinkled fraud. $100,000 a year will pay a single penny more in federal taxes. Now, what about the... See, this? even this I, I don't like, because... The usury taxes, the VAT taxes, the taxes on the escalated cost is more. The good news is, Joe, you Democrat roach, the good news is anybody that was dumb enough to vote for you or Democrats in general are too stupid to understand what I just said because they're morons. And that's who you represent. Those are your constituents. That's why your big bill today in your Democrat Congress, guess what it has to deal with? Because this aggravated the hell out of me, too. I rise today and supported the Affordable Insulin Now Act, critical legislation to cap out-of-pocket costs for insulin at $35 per month. Now, in the meantime, that these idiots, these corrupt bastards who've been bribed by Blue Cross and Blue Shield, other big pharma and the rest of it, these Democrat frauds, who get billions and billions of dollars in lobbying, they're going to cap specific medicine. But the insurance premiums that skyrocketed 400%, in particular for guys like me, who will never take a welfare check, ever. What did you cost me over the last 12 years, scum? You're going to cap insulin, though. 
And that's fine for the people who are beneficiaries. But the 99% of the country that are not are the ones that are going to pay it in massive explosion of cost of other things because they don't lose money, dimwit. I consistently hear from Granite State families about how the rising cost of insulin is forcing them to put their health at risk by cutting back on doses or... All right, so I was paying from 585 a month, and I'm representative of a family of four of real Americans who didn't want something for nothing or welfare insurance. I went from 585 to $2,400 a month. Let's do the math on that, stupid. Now, I understand. I make money, so you don't care about me. I'm not a welfare roach, so all you're looking to do is restrain, extort, confine, and coerce me. But don't you come out here and practice a communist discipline of pretending to fix prices the whole time raising the costs for everyone else and tell me how you're helping people in the granite state the good news is anybody who's a democrat is too stupid to see how you're screwing them skipping them all together because it's just too expensive it's like your health insurance your welfare cheese insurance that destroyed the quality of american health care that nobody wants to talk about and democrats are too stupid to appreciate 50 percent less less Doctors, less hospitals, less nurses. That's Obamacare. That's Affordable Care bull dung. That's the Democrat mafia platform. And now you're going to see this crypt keeper come out with his wickling gizzard, his, his phony dead man hair sewn to his head, and his starch suit to tell you he's helping you. In the past, I'm a capitalist. I have no yeah, problem with people making no, You're a fascist. It has the word ist in it. Other than that, you're nothing. And by the way, being a capitalist, you own what? Two DuPont mansions. You've got your crack-smoking son. You had the other moron son. I know he's a big hero now. He was in on the scam, too. You've got a daughter in on the scam. What exactly were the capitalist adventures and the capitalist investments that the Biden family made? Can you point to anything other than selling your political power to foreign enemies, you roach? As much money as they are capable of making. But I'm asking you one simple question. Just pay your fair share. This is somebody from Delaware whose state exists on tax evasion. Joe Biden practices tax evasion. Him and his wife with the book deal when other countries bribed him and pretended to buy his speeches and his books the way they bribed Bill Clinton. This is the scam. It's legitimized bribery. Did he pay taxes on that? No. When push came to shove, he set up an S-Corp and a BS Delaware LLC and another another corporation and another one, and they circumvented all their taxes. Now, he's going to tell people to pay their fair share? Once again, Joe, the good news is any moron that voted for you is either too stupid to know what you are or they're in on the same bulldung. Pay your fair share, that's all. That's it. Just your fair share. You know how I'm going to pay my fair share? I do at the same time. Every time one of these Democrat scum are in. You know what I do? Nothing. This is my big job, my big earner job. This is a fraction of what I could make. Fraction. That's how I do it. I don't cheat. I just don't produce. And I can't wait for the day other winners, other capitalists, and other producers realize if you're going to take it from me, it isn't worth making. And I mean anything. It's better to wait you out.
because God knows you don't look like you're going to make it till Wednesday. And no one can argue that 20% for a billionaire is unfair. Everyone could argue it. Everyone. You're not entitled to anything. You're nothing but a bribed political whore who's incompetent, who can't lose enough money, who can't invest, invest, which is a real joke, can't finance your contributors to enough payoffs because that's what you're really doing. And by the way, where's my $30 billion to Ukraine? Where is it? It seems like since you gave them that money, on top of God knows what else, it seems like they're killing innocent people again. Or is that just called a proxy war? You Democrats make me sick. Good news is there's not a one of them listen. There's not a one of them I'll let on. There's not a one of them I'll let ruin our day. This is Democrat Marxist Mafia Free Radio. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. You're asked by a Democrat fraud to always avert your eyes. They want you to believe they're your lying eyes. The reality is we're near, nowhere near, nowhere near even since before a Republican shut down the economy. We're nowhere near even. Now, you want to argue the in intricacies of if we could be or what? Of course we could be. This country allowed the most obviously incompetent and corrupt politician to usurp the White House. That's just a fact. Joe Biden should have been arrested when he was a senator. Absolutely and unequivocally. The idea that Joe Biden's brother received a $1.5 billion contract to build homes in Iraq and nobody brings it up. And by the way, this information that I'm regurgitating to you is from numerous books, but my favorite, Culture of Corruption by Peter Schweitzer. See, investigative reporters know all of this information. Yet for some reason, there is a concerted effort to black out this information by Silicon Valley, which means they're in on it. And that's why if you're going to look at things, you must cross-reference, you must check worldwide Internet sites and availability of information. Because if you're dumb enough to believe that Ukraine just blew up a major gas depot and nobody died, and you're the willful idiot the Democrats have always thrived on. Now, if you're in on the scam, at least you have an excuse. But when you shave or brush your teeth or whatever it is, know that you're a roach who can't do anything honest. So you need an angle. And you walk around like a man or a woman and you think you're an achiever. You're just the problem in this country. You're the leech. And you're fat and you pretend to be successful, but you're not. You're what's bringing down the country built on freedom. And even whether you admit it or not, you're a slave too. You're just a favored slave. And that reality should be coming true to everybody as everything is worse for the generations behind you. Now, if you are in on that scam, like so many of these tough guys, Chicago mafia Democrats, then steal enough for your family. Because every mobster's son I know is a moron, an absolute moron. Butter-handed, couldn't beat up a wet paper bag. So just be sure. They're the ones that are going to blow through your money. Who this adds up to? We're going to continue to create jobs, bring down the cost for families, and rein in deficits left by my predecessor. All important steps 
and our prob- to continue our historic. Yeah, this this buffoon who cannot speak and has wet socks. He's better than the predecessor. He has cooked in the COVID welfare in his budget. And you moron Democrats are just want a piece of it because you're a mafia. You're an organized crime syndicate, not a political party. And everybody knows it. The good news is for you, you've infiltrated the authorities. And now they are running ruckshot over the country as they're allowing you to steal just enough. Frank, East Chicago, Indiana. Hey, Sean, I love your show. It's an excellent show. You're fantastic. Thank you. Thank All right, you. I'm going to give you some background. If you were listening in the morning, I was the guy who called. Okay? I only I don't listen long, brother. I can only take so much. You know what I mean? I, I okay. I'm very selective. I listen because I I'll be honest with you. I thought I didn't know that uh, Dan was off, so I listen when I go well, on my walks and I listen for a little while and I turned it off. I happened to catch that snippet, which you know, I, like I said, it's a nice thing to say, but this is what women do of good nature. They give people credit that they give into their own family. These people are not your family members, but go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I agree. I just want to give you a little background. I used to listen to country music. I still do. And when Rambler Ray and Lisa Dent were on the radio program, they got a real political. And they started bad-mouthing. In fact, they did. You can listen to their podcast, right? Listen to their podcast. Days gone by, they used to jump on Trump, beat him up, bash him up like you wouldn't believe. Well, and there were a got- bunch of and there were a bunch of sycophants when, when Obama got into office. Oh, he's the first black guy. Oh, he's this and he's that. Yeah. Go back. Listen to the podcast. I'm not giving you a line of bunk. I wouldn't do that. No, I know I that. I respect you too much. I appreciate I mean, that. There's a reason why they were, they were um, fired from U.S. 99.5. There are a lot of us listeners who didn't like the fact that Ray Stevens would get in there and bad mouth throw. Well, it was the vote thing to do, and it was a stupid thing to do. And here's the other thing. Here's the tell, Frank, and you know this. If you liked Barack Obama, then you either didn't understand the policy he had, a position he had, or you were conned by his demeanor. Those are the only two reasons you supported him. Because if you knew anything about Barack Obama, you knew he was going to be a president in futility. And when he got out, everything was going to be worse in the exact way it did. The idea that he yeah. doubled the debt, and there are still people that think fondly of this moron, it's, it, it, it shows you who they are. So, you know, like yeah, I he, said, I don't know the fella. I heard him today. I've heard him over the course of a years introduce songs and the rest of it. He's probably a nice guy. But when you equate your father and you give that dignity to this piece of garbage pretending to be the absolutely. president, you've made a mistake. Thank you, Frank. Uh, how much time we got? Uh, Kathy, Evergreen Park. Hi, how are you? Good, Kathy. Um, I want to I want to say I, I agree with everything that you said. Like you're you're talking about you know the president. He's a snake. He's a, he's a he's a coward. He's a crook. He's all these things. But he was these things ten, twenty years ago. Exactly. Really, what we have now, and I think you just started pointing, just started talking about it just in the last few minutes. The the scarier thing that's really going on that I think you should continue to hammer on your shows is how stupid. The American people are. He's not running our country, people. No. He no, is no, no. out to lunch. He Here. might be a mean, evil person, but right now he's none of that. He doesn't even know what day it is. He's things. He's being told to sign. Do this you know? And, and, and this is the, this is the, the tyranny of, of, of the tyranny of bureaucracy. This is what you're articulating. Yeah. 
It's the tyranny of bureaucracy, and this is our problem for the past five, six administrations. And this is not yeah. what the country is supposed to be. In fact, Kathy, thank you for the call. The SEC does not have the authority to regulate carbon emissions, yet they were given a mission statement. It's time to challenge the SEC. It's time to defund the SEC. The SEC is part of the problem as they are in on allowing the insider trading by politicians and their cabinet members and corporations. It's time to disband the SEC, the EPA, OSHA, and everything else, all of which were done with executive order. Did you know that? None of them were passed by Congress. Rip it out. Let's do it again. Stop taking the tyranny. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I don't know if I like it. Although it does give me a little reminder of my guy, who I love to death. This is Steve Cortez. Lego movie. No, this is Steve Cortez music. His, you know, he'll text me from time to time. And he still asks me, do you miss my music? So there you go. There's a little something for Steve Cortez. Um, you know, the hypocrisy of these Democrat so-called representatives who are really just political whores, who have constitu- constituents who like the fraud, like the scam, just want in on it, or they're too stupid to see it, is really something to behold. Now, Maxine Waters, she's the one that looks like she uh, was an extra in Sanford and Son, and um, she looks a lot like Ann Esther to me. Really very unattractive woman and extremely corrupt. Her husband, bank president, when the bailouts came, by the way, littered the neighborhood with subprime loans that were given to really bankrupt the people. They were given at high interest rates and the rest of it. When the subprime collapse happened, she made sure, because she's on, she's the head of the finance committee, she made sure that one of the first bailout checks went to her hubby's bank. But see, among Democrats, that they're fine with that. They don't mind being kept in the ghetto prisons. They don't understand that the problem with their life isn't anything other than the policies of that specific location. All policies of the Democrat mafia, yet they just love it. Well, something tells me um, she's even being exposed as she went to a homeless rally and told everyone to go home, this stupid son of a dog that she is. Did they move another, another location where they're taking ass. No, no, is there any more locations no, no, than no, no, this one? No, 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 so many people out here. I want everybody to go home. And I want we don't got no home. There you go. We don't got no home. The rent's too damn high, dummy. Not everybody's in on the scam, Maxine. After all, the reality is your actual constituents are subjected to your policies, live in poverty. And even your welfare can't float the Biden economics. They can't do it. That's why we here. Miss Mack, can you talk? Miss Waters, can you talk with me, please? That's the moment. Nothing is going to happen anymore today. So what about all these names? What we got now, Maxine supported the $30 billion to Ukraine that's now being used to buy ammunition to kill Russians. She didn't want to help her own neighborhood, and I'm not one for socialism, but you know, maybe you could convert some of those buildings that are abandoned that used to be businesses in those neighborhoods and maybe give them some shelter. See, this is the reality of the, the circle of failure. That is the Democrat platform. 
And ultimately, they're faced with the kind of failure that you can't deny, like the sewers of Chicago and New York and New Jersey and California, where they have destroyed once great cities and states. Do you know why I hate Republican squirrel hands? Many years ago, many, many years ago, I was doing well, and I was invited to go to a fundraiser. And I'm talking 90s. And I went to the fundraiser. And um, you wouldn't know it by the looks of me, but I, I'm not a man of letters. <laughs> I grew up in the streets. When people go, what college did you go to? I went to Columbia for like a year. I went to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, but I could dress up real nice, you know, because I'm pretty. And I went to this event. I had a nice suit on. And I was standing around some of these phony, self-described erudites who call themselves Illinois GOP. And uh, they knew that I, I was there to get involved. And they let their hair down a little bit, what they have. they all Not a lot of hair in the room. But they let it down a little bit. And the contempt that they have for the Republicans, the constituents, the actual people, made me sick to my stomach to where I caused a little bit of a scene, and I left. And it was at that point I realized... In this country, what you have, you have the Marxist mafia and you have the Fabians. And there were a couple of kids that no longer work at the station that used to make fun of that because they themselves were, were, were Democrats. They're no longer affiliated. And they used to make fun of the fact of Fabians, but they didn't understand what a Fabian is, is as bad as a Marxist. They're as bad as Maxine Waters because Maxine Waters revealed what she thinks of her actual constituents. Just get away from me. Because when Maxine Waters sits in her home, in her palatial estate, with her scumbag husband who is raping the neighborhood from its future, cheating the people, making them pay high fluctuating interest rates so he could pretend to be a banker, he hates his people. And by the way, they're all of the same pigmentation. They're all of the same race. This is the problem with society, is that we allow these people to act as if they were rulers instead of demanding they be representatives. So Maxine ev evacuated the circumstance, as so many Illinois Republicans evacuate the circumstance. That's why when I'm down in my paradise of South Florida and I see an Illinois plate, I ask them, are you a scum Democrat? Because if you are, I'm going to sideswipe you. Because you ruined everything you touch, and then you don't even have the wherewithal to stay in the utopia you delivered. It's called a ghetto. Sharon Elmhurst. Hey, Sean. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good, good. I just want to say something I learned a number of years ago. Uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, I was working hard, going to school nights, studying international business and tax law. And you start hearing the word globalism. It sounds good at first because it's like, well, you know, everything's connected, blah, 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 blah. And as you start going into the 90s, I started figuring out, Globalism is just socialism on a world stage. Mm -hmm. Socialism is about transferring wealth from the wealthy to the less fortunate. Ooh. So think about th I don't think know about if I'd it. go think with that's it. the sales pitch, but what it really is well, is about no, no, nationalizing no, no. the economy. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but well, you know, there's so many, it's so convoluted in so many areas. But if you think about it, what our country is doing is the U.S. is one of the, is, it's not, it was at one time the wealthiest country in the world. And through things like, um, um, well, the bonus or the budget, I'm sorry, the budget, um, we transfer funds from the, from the average working person in the U.S. over to various countries to help build their border walls, walls 
to to uh, finance our proxy wars. Um, things like last uh, last week, the, the SEC with the, um, the emissions, carbon emissions, um, all the various acts that they put in place to tax more and more the, the corporations and the individuals. They take that money and then they transfer it over to foreign countries sure. to transfer wealth. You know what I want I mean, you to I, do? I mean, it's not 100 percent. It's not 100 no, percent. What I want you to do, Sharon, and I want you to take a look at it, because this is this is the this is the harvest of the seeds that were planted after World War II. And I want you yes, to go back I and, look at some, and look at some of the philosophers. Look at Hayek. Look at Rand. Ayn Rand. Mm-hmm. Look at Paul. Yep. Look at what they were saying after, after that. And look at where we are today. This is the Keynesian creation of a world society in which America sold itself as being immune to corruption the whole time mm-hmm. being the most corrupt. Thank you very much. That's the foreign policy she speaks of. They always sell socialism as Robin Hood. Take from the rich to give from the poor. That's because the people they're selling it to are too stupid to understand. Robin Hood stole from the government to give to the people, not the rich, morons. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. This Disney thing down in Florida we're going to talk about. But I want to get to a couple calls who have been waiting patiently, and they're my favorite. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Oh, God, Maxine Waters. Oh, God. She's pretty, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, my God. Beauty is skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. Go ahead. Oh, yes, it is, and she's proof of it. Um, This is what I cannot understand regarding some Americans who have seen what has happened to the people of Ukraine underneath that regime. What makes some Americans think that the same thing can happen here, especially under administration of this? Well, it did happen here. We're run by corrupt oligarchs like Ihor Kolomoisky. You notice how there's a blackout about Ihor Kolomoisky? I'm going to tell you right now, as America funneled $30 billion in a hurry to the Ukraine, I say Ihor Kolomoisky pocketed $20 billion. Easy. Oh, easily. Easily pocketed $20 billion. And you know what? There's not an American that supported it that actually pays for it. And I'm dead serious. I am so sick of leeches chanting more taxation, taxing more spending, contributing nothing, nothing. And all they call for is free insulin, free food, free housing. This is how you destroy the nation from within. So when you say we have to worry about being attacked, listen to me. Putin can't do anything worse to us than the American Mafia Democrat did. Can't do True. anything worse. True. Listen to, li- in fact, get yourself the 1936 Soviet Constitution and get yourself mm-hmm. the Democrat platform. And you tell me what's different. Nothing. Yep. Absolute nothing. Yeah. Except, you know what? They pretended to have more freedoms than we, we took yeah. away. So that might be the only difference. See, I always like to answer my own questions to you. Thank you, Teresa. You know, I love the call. <laughs> Appreciate Thanks. it very much. I also want to go to a uh, an interesting topic. Now, a lot of people on radio are going to be playing about the obvious problem with our border, not just the drugs and all the rest of it, but we have a massive influx of illegal aliens. Now, if they were coming here for freedom and all the things I love about this nation, I would welcome them open arms. But see, my system doesn't include the welfare cheese. I think a big, big part of them are coming for welfare cheese, but I always like when a Democrat, the, the, the ramifications of their policies make things so bad, we've got people going the other way now. 
filling up at a crowded Rendichicas gas station in Tijuana, Mexico. But notice the California plates on some of these vehicles with drivers from... La Vista. In Broadway, in Chula Vista. And Vista, California. Yep, California drivers. They're crossing the U.S. border into Mexico looking for cheaper gas prices. <laughs> I should save $20, $30 or more. That much? Yes. Let's do the math for you here. You see, 2049, this is per liter, four liters to a gallon. When you do the exchange rate, we're talking about 385 a gallon for regular, unleaded, $4.19 per gallon. And you know the nice thing? They don't have their incompetent morons like Jarrett Bernstein. This is a fraud pretending to be an economist. Of course, he could only work in the Biden corrupt crime family regime. And he's letting you know, if you think that this is derailing any of the eco-Nazism we're facing when 81 million living, dead, illegal, unregistered, ballot-harvested voted votes put this dimwit in diapers in office, uh, you're way off. The, uh, the idea of the, uh, of the president's uh, clean energy and sustainable economy and decarbonization agenda is very much alive, very much ongoing, and that's the chew gum part. You know, that we, we have to make sure we help consumers get through this difficult period and uh, help to bring down the impact as best we can of the Putin price hike. <laughs> There's so much word salad bull dung there. That's why you're seeing Democrats, frauds and scumbags and people who are impersonating what can only be described as Hollywood yard decoration like Lori Lightfoot, give away money that isn't hers. $12.1 million. Give away. To who? The people who earn and pay taxes in Chicago? No. More people who want something for nothing. And that is the Democrat base. It's wonderful. And the Democrat base is really, truly useful. Um, right up until they're victims. A woman was shot in the Lakeview East neighborhood yesterday, making it the second shooting in that area this week. Judy Wang is live in East Lakeview with the latest. Judy. Good morning. Chicago police continue searching for suspects in a shooting that wounded a 72-year-old woman. The woman and her family were on this street out for an afternoon walk. The shooter fired from a passing car. The incident happened at about 1.30 Thursday afternoon. The woman was pushing a stroller along with her family on North Broadway near West Briar Place. The shots were fired. The elderly woman was shot in the thigh. She was stable when paramedics took her to Illinois Masonic Medical Center. An employee of a nearby bike shop ran out to help. She says the victim was alert and talking. In a letter to residents, 44th Ward Alderman Tom Tunney says police do not think the woman was the target. The incident oh, you don't think happened so? right outside the Lakeview East Chamber of Commerce. Its director says she is fed up following the two shootings in a week. When are we going to get laws to keep violent offenders away, to keep kids with guns off the street, to stop the carjackings, to take our city back? When you throw out every rat Democrat, you can. Until then, we have the laws, dummy. You probably voted Democrat in your past, Lakeview. There's a Democrat right there. You voted for this lawlessness. You voted for this failure. You voted for that lady to get shot and the cars to get robbed. You voted for the very scum that have destroyed the quality of a once great city. You did this to you. The sad thing is, when it happens to people who never voted for it, who argued against it, who always kept those principles of righteousness, those American principles, that isn't held in the Chicago sewer. Because you sat there 
Well, your Democrat thieving alderman raped the city, raped the businesses, extorted everybody, steered you into the Madigan Mafia. 66% of all the buildings use his crime syndicate called a law firm. Lower my taxes. Where's the money go, dummy? On all the innocent people's houses. Unless, of course, they're Louis Gutierrez. Then they don't pay taxes. You see how it goes? You did it to you. Keep voting Democrat. Keep living in a sewer. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. As America has been convinced to commit suicide, it's been labeled, rightfully so, ideological subversion, mass hypnosis. God knows what makes you feel comfortable understanding that collectivist societies cannot afford individual judgment. Every aspect of Americanism is now being controlled by collectivist judgment. If you do not have a state-approved opinion, you are attacked on every level. This has never been more obvious over the last 24 months, but you could argue the idea that they have been doing this to children since they understood if they could corrupt them early, they could control them forever. I wanted to bring on Dr. Carol Lieberman, who is worldwide known. She's written, I, 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 I think, at least five books. I've seen her all over TV. She's Beverly Hills psychiatrist. She's testified before courts, and uh, she's one of my favorites. Dr. Carol Lieberman, thank you so much for joining me. You're very welcome. I um, was raised lucky enough to be born in the late 60s, and the idea that a teacher would tell a child about sex or anything else of that nature was something that would have got an old bricklayer out of a truck to beat the hell out of somebody in a school. This now is commonplace. And I now live in Florida, where DeSantis has recently passed a law that you are to leave our children alone until fourth grade. This has brought the first lawsuit from the Marxist mafia. I wanted to talk about this with you. Sure. Um, you know, in fourth grade, I mean, that's really... I certainly, it should be later than that, if at all. Exactly. But you have a push by the White House. Ironically, the oldest president. The oldest one. I mean, when this guy was raised, it was the 30s. No, I take that back. It was the 50s. It was the 60s. He was born in the 40s. The idea that this president would enable the Marxists to sexualize Infant, I mean, I'm sorry, when you go to preschool, you're still a baby to me. The idea of first graders, second graders, there's so many categories for sex. I had to look up what pan is. It basically is bisexual unless they're including a rock or something. I can't figure it out. This is clearly something to control and dis- the ideology of the child and destroy the respect for the parent who raises their kids like me, which is you are yeah. not to listen to these people at all. Yes, absolutely. Um, that and you know, it's hard for people to see the connection, but that is absolutely the point. 
I mean, besides, of course, the fact that many people, many of the women who are, uh, or whatever, whatever gender they want to uh, identify as, um, that they um, are trying to get kids to do the same, follow in their footsteps, basically. But besides that, the main point is to get kids so separated from their parents, um, in tune with their teachers, in tune with the school boards, um, to be, to in fact, you know, all of this, these uh, many teachers and, and have been told uh, don't share what identity the child has with their parents. I mean, it's totally backwards. Um, this shouldn't be something that kids are talking about with their teachers. They should be talking about it with their parents. Remember the birds and the bees? <laughs> you know, yeah. that was supposed to be a talk between the parents and the kids, not teachers or principals or anybody else outside of the home. And, um, and what they are doing by trying to convince kids to not be the gender or the sex that they were born with, you know, that that is wrong or that is not cool. It's cool, according to what they learn in school, to be gay or lesbian or trans or non-binary or one of these many, you know, names. And, um, and what kid doesn't want to be cool? You know, what kid doesn't want attention? And that's that what is I think what it this is, is doing. It's giving the kids attention for, you know, one day them deciding, well, I'm going to be this. Um, and then then they can try to make people call them a certain pronoun, not call them by their you know original name and so on. It gives them a lot of power. And, um, and, and then when the teachers tell them not to hide this from their parents, um, it just gets worse and worse. So I have a cool secret with my teacher. You know, it's, that is child abuse. I mean, it's child abuse on many levels. Child abuse in terms of getting kids to take hormones and have surgeries and all of that. But it's even child abuse. Think about this for a minute. For a teacher, whether it's a man or a woman teacher, to be talking about these sexual things to a child, that that is exciting the teacher. You know, that is a, a sexual abuse. Even it if is. Touch the child physically, just sharing these words and getting excited and looking at pictures, that's sexual abuse. So we, uh, we're broadcasting from the sewer of Chicago. We have the greatest Democrat mafia in existence outside of Washington, D.C. We have an infamous judge, moron by any other standard of measurement of IQ, who came out just months ago when refusing to sentence murderers who were under the age of 26 because his... His claim is that the cerebral cortex isn't mature and developed, and therefore they are unable to decipher between right and wrong. This is the same party that wants to pay for mutilation of genitalia in the name of sexuality. Is there going to be an adult in this country that stands up and says, pick your poison, you fascist frauds? Or are they waiting right. for me? <laughs> Maybe I'll join you. Um, yes, they're, if they're old enough or not old enough to be responsible for their crime uh, until they're in their 20s, they're certainly not old enough to make the decision that they want to change to a boy or a girl. I mean, you know, it's, what's, what really is the uh, problem is that it's a kind of collusion between some parents. Now, many parents, probably most of the parents don't even know what's going on. Uh, you know, the propaganda that their kids are being faced with and the, and the, um, the pressure. 
But there are parents, before all this was happening in the schools, you know, go back 10 years or so, there are parents who perhaps because they wanted a boy and they got a girl, or perhaps because, um, you know, they see their child uh, uh, playing in, in um, with a climbing a tree, seeing a girl climbing a tree. You know, they jump to the conclusion that, uh, oh, well, she must want to be a boy. You know, there used to be a thing, now it seems quaint to talk about it, but it's like there used to be a thing called a tomboy. And it was understood that yeah. these girls grow out of it. Just like um, Shiloh, you know, Angelina Jolie's daughter. I remember years ago I was asked to comment on um, why she Shiloh is dressing like a boy and, and acting like a boy and all that. And, um, and I talked about how it's probably because she misses her father. You know, at that time, her father was uh, out a lot doing movies and all that. I did not say that, therefore, they should, you know, have a sex change operation or anything, but to look at it as a phase. And now, now we see her, and she's this beautiful, you know, feminine girl. Really? I, I, I have a question for you, Doc. I grew up, like I said, born in the 60s, grew up in the 70s and 80s. I remember when Dr. Freud was the champion of the left. Freud was everything. You remember? Everything was about your mother and your father and Freud, Freud, Freud. <laughs> Yet his position on these sexual proclivities would be, he, he's been, in essence, you never hear his name anymore. Didn't he describe this kind of behavior as mental illness? Well, it's interesting you bring up Freud. Um I actually, that's what, uh, reading Freud's interpretation of dreams is what got me to go into psychiatry. And I ended up studying with his daughter, Anna Freud, in London. So I am a Freudian, uh, <laughs> true and true. Yeah. And um, he described all of this, you know, I mean, I know there are some people who poo-poo him or, or um, I'm not really that familiar with his, uh, you know, I don't know about him connected to the left. But, um, but, you know, he described and, uh, psychosexual stages that kids go in, uh, at certain ages, oral, anal, phallic, or edipal phase, latent and genital phase. And these, um, phases are absolutely right on. And what it is, you know, how you can tell or why that's important. And, and the idea is that in each of the stages, the libido, um, or sexual or pleasure interest is uh, focused on either oral or anal or anyhow. I'm not going <laughs> to, that'll take all. I mean, it's hours. after five o'clock, but let's clean it up a little bit, doc. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyhow, but the thing is that, and, and if you are traumatized during any of these phases, it affects you, affects your personality as you grow up. So for example, an easy one to see is um, people who are traumatized in their oral phase, um, you know, perhaps didn't get enough to, to uh, pleasure to suck on, whether it's a breast or a, a bottle nipple or whatever, they then end up um, often being smokers and alcoholics and you're needing this oral stimulation one way or the other. So, um, so anyhow, there are these, these things that were defined over 100 years ago and still are seen and talked about and taught um, in if psychiatry programs and certainly in psychoanalytic programs and so if you do any of these things that we're talking about you know try to confuse children about their gender 
and and pressure them into doing one thing or the other to change um, their normal their normal uh, you know each, each in each phase you you get your you identify with the mother at times you identify with the father anyhow if you if you screw all this up <laughs> to be the short part <laughs> story of it is if you screw all this up you screw up the child and we have seen that. You know, we know that there are kids who did allow their parents or didn't really have, you know, were talked into um, hormones and, and surgeries and so on. And at some point, they realize that they don't want to change into that. Like as they get older and they're having sex and they're dating and they're, you know, they lose their whole identity by, by it being switched on them. And um, and really, they end up with all kinds of psychological problems, not only anxiety and, and depression, but many commit suicide. Right. I mean, this is something that goes untalked about. The suicide rate in this country is the highest it's ever been. The highest mm-hmm. it's ever been. This has to play a role in it. This and the other thing I wanted to talk to you before I let you go. Um, I was raised by a Depression-era grandparents and a mother who, you know, my divorced mother all on her own. I never heard the word anxiety in my entire life. My daughter said it. I never heard the word stressed. I never heard depressed. You just did what you had to do. And you were either a winner or a loser, but you got to decide. This is how I was raised. This is a beautiful uh-huh. country. You can be a winner or a loser. You get to decide. I mean, is it's, it's, it's a psychological subversion that's taken place that yeah, has turned this yeah, country into has- willful slaves and demagogue tyrants in their failures. It, I, I don't know how much more of it, uh, you know, I can take unless we could just dig a trench between Florida and the rest of the country, which I'm seriously considering. Well, yes, you're, I've been thinking of moving to Florida. That's the only sane place in this country. Um, yeah. You know, and then if you want to talk for a bit about Biden's speech yesterday about, um, that, you know, transgender, that he's, I'm on your side. If you're transgender, I'm on your side. You're really brave um, and so on. I mean, kids watching that, uh, you know, they would think, oh, well, being tra- the, the president of the United States is, is talking specifically to transgender kids or adults or, um, oh, that's really special. I want to be special. I mean, you know, all of this goes hand in hand. And with Disney now, I mean, that is really yeah. um there's How about the Disney executives got two queer kids and one pan? I mean, yes. what the hell's yes. in the water there? But I want to say something before I let you go, too. Isn't it true? I've noticed this. This is my own, my own research. I, and I'm not a licensed doctor. You wouldn't believe it. But I've noticed that around 82, it appears to be nature transgenders, these people. And if you put a sundress on Biden, would he look that much different if he had a sister? If he had a what? If he had a sister. I mean, these old people all start to transgender by nature. Isn't it true? <laughs> well, yes, no, yes, yes. I know what you're saying. Yes, that's true. I'm, because I'm... of it's because of the hormones that men, you know, begin to lose um, their masculine hormones, and yes, they get softer. Their face gets softer. Well, Biden has a lot of other. <laughs> He's got doll hair sewn in his head. Boyfriend. Yeah, you know. What? He's got doll hair sewn into his head, and he clearly is wearing the pants. <laughs> Doctor Lieberman, I love having you on. You know that, and I appreciate everything that you do. Um, please keep it up. I love your videos and your articles. Thank you so much, Dr. Carol. You're very Lieberman. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM five sixty. The answer.
the real aggravating thing is none of this is public policy. None of it. What is personal anymore? I don't care what you want to do. You want to do it. You want to dress like J. Edgar Hoover. Go right ahead. It doesn't mean anything to me. Do I? Am I entitled to my judgment? See, this is the bigger question. It's not about anyone ever allowing. Uh, this is America. This has been going on for a thousand years. What, what, we all have to share the same opinion on it. Do we all have to share the same opinion? Because it? it doesn't matter to me. But if I have to start pretending. That a six foot four ex linebacker looks like Cindy Crawford, I got a problem. I mean, for God's sakes. I had a big enough problem with Michelle Obama. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, please don't cut me off, and I hope my brother Danny doesn't try to call me and screw up the conversation I'm having with you. Anyway, <laughs> what I loved about watch the your interview is first of all, it, it's it's an anti grooming bill. It's not a don't say gay bill. And I think we gotta say that. Second thing is Texas is also a free state. And third thing is that I love watching you on Rumble because I was able to see your facial expressions to reactions of the different stages of sexuality that Dr. <laughs> Carroll was talking about. It was absolutely hilarious. Oh, thank you very it, much. Like, yeah. It was a combination of being scared and smelling <laughs> something really, really bad. I was trying to think about being a kid and the kind of, you know, the girls I was attracted to of all those different stages. Thank you very much, Kevin. Appreciate the call. Boy, that's going to get some phone calls. See, this is why I don't like to talk about it. It's not a public policy. It's personal. Between me and a few cheerleaders. Michael, Southside. Oh, good afternoon, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, it's all good. Thank you. Uh I I uh we have a big problem. Right now the American left is using the LGBT community in the same manner that it used the black community as a means to either take down or alter American institutions. So Oh, we have a problem. Uh, the American left used the black community to go after education, go after the military, go after law enforcement. And now we see the same thing happening with the LGBT community. I mean, the LGBT community is taking on the Boy Scouts, the military, the Catholic Church. And now they're going after uh, families. Michael, Not because good. it works. It works. Because they're able to present themselves as arbiters of virtue. Of virtue. And they use their... their, their pretend virtue as a shield against criticism when the reality is michael we didn't need them for anything this has been going on for thousands of years and people have dealt with it i have not i don't i don't really care what someone's sexual preferences are i never did i never did it doesn't matter to me tell me what the the character the dignity of that person is and that's how i judge them but when you tell me because of someone's sexual proclivities, they now are qualified for a job, transportation secretary, or anything else. I have a problem with it because that is not a resume builder. Who you sleep with or how proud you are or ashamed of your genitalia means nothing in the grand scheme of things. And the idea that in the same way the color of your skin doesn't, and the idea that they get to put this shield up and advance their collectivism and their seizure of Americanism, I have a big problem with. And I don't want it to win anymore, Michael. And when I see it start losing, I'll stop speaking up about it. But the idea that the government can control my judgment because they say so? No. Not on this, not on your socialism, and not on your downright thievery of the public purse. Thank you, Michael. You know I appreciate the call. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560, The Answer. Ideological subversion. 
It's truly fascinating to me. In America, the country built around individuality, liberty, and freedom. I'll tell you a couple stories. My, my show, I'm going to do it my way. The idea that you need government to give you an opinion is an insult to who you are as a person. I grew up in a very, it was a wonderful neighborhood. I mean, wonderful. I loved every minute of it with some phenomenal people. Some not so phenomenal people, but some phenomenal people. And in that era, there were tough guys. No question about it. You, you, you got punched in the face. You said the wrong thing. You made a wrong. You got knocked on your ass. And it was funny. There was a camaraderie there. I had an uncle who was homosexual. Um, he was a cousin. I called him uncle. He was a wonderful guy. Wonderful. He used to come by the house all the time, and I loved him to death. We had a couple guys in, the, in our crew, and I hung out with older guys. And I mean, every one of them, tough. One in particular that wasn't happy unless he was fighting three people, not one. And there was this other guy that used to hang around, good-looking guy, and I had a couple girlfriends I liked, and he was always around the girls. I used to get jealous. I used to get jealous, and I liked them very much. And I would get jealous, you know, and then years go by. We're in our 20s, and we go out for dinner because that's what we used to do. Guy, 30 guys go out, go out for dinner. And at the dinner, he got up and he said, I'm going to tell you guys something. You know, and he came out. The toughest guy, the toughest of the tough, got up and hugged him. To this day, they're best friends. Everybody in the room hugged him. I had the opportunity to see him. I haven't seen him in 30 years. Saw him and I couldn't wait to see him. He introduced me to his husband. Wonderful guy. I never cared. I didn't need anybody to tell me how to think. It's through the, the, the affection we have for each other as human beings, we get to decide. That being said, your preferences do not give you qualities to get jobs. They never did. That goes for good womanizers, women who are heteros. None of it matters. It certainly doesn't craft national policy. It is a distraction. And we are allowing the most corrupt people among us, to tell us how to think, how to interact with each other. We don't need them. We never did. Never. They're not righting any wrongs. Every atrocity in this country was perpetrated by government policy. They are wielding this imaginary power, standing on the Shores of righteousness, waving flags that they didn't earn. Joe Biden is an 80-year-old political whore whose life existence has destroyed the peace and tranquility of this nation. Joe Biden has been on the wrong side of everything his entire life. His entire life. Now, if this buys him political currency then that's a reflection on how stupid we are as a people. And this goes the same for all of these old frauds. Honey Bunny found a clip of Fauci that is the exact same thing every medical professional ever told you and your family members for a 100 years until two years ago. She's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. Now, that's before 
He was invested in COVID. Before he was invested in Pfizer. Before he was worth $15 million that he admits to, probably $150, we'll never know about. The bill that is causing all the controversy is a common sense bill. I don't need a teacher to tell my kid anything about sex. Simple. The shame of it, the real tell, is that we needed a law to prevent it. For Disney to come out and put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it, I think, one, was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. Now, why are so many parents, me, nobody loved Disney more than me. I loved it. It was an excuse for me to to take my kids there. I loved it. I couldn't take them there enough. It was absolutely wonderful. Because my understanding was Disney cared about the kids. They were interested in protecting them. I didn't realize until recently what has overtaken a company that was designed on the purity of kids, the innocence of kids, the idea that we've allowed these ideological tyrants to seize control is a real shame. One of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I th- now, this is the woman who earlier said this. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Um, four. And, and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. and So now you know why she's a Disney executive. Because that's her resume. Ooh, look at me. I'm somehow qualified to head a company, be a major player in a company that is supposed to protect the innocence of children. I find that to be unbelievable. Bunny, where's the clip of the of the sheriff? What is that under? Where is it? Okay. No, that's not it. All right, we'll find it. Anyway, let me go to the phone line. Dr. Joe Grease. Yes. Um, I was going to mention when I was growing up, uh, I was taught to believe in uh, my country in uh, my religion and in my family. Now, uh, look at our country, uh, you know, the southern border, anybody from any part of the world uh, in any background can come in without any problem. Then you got, uh, you know, the religion, which, uh, again, the left, the only time that they will say anything about the religion is they're trying to... Uh, can you that uh, Christ was the first, uh, you know, communist? And oh, yeah. although they don't right. believe in Christ anyway. So then, and look at the family. They are trying, there is no shame. They are trying to brainwash little kids, kindergartners, to destroy the uh, nucleus of the family. There is well, no shame. Thank God. Isn't that it we interesting, got... doctor? Isn't it interesting? Yeah. It's because. 
they want to be the parent of everyone. So they cannot yeah. have you looking to your own family for authority, yeah. for opinion, or for judgment. Yeah, it's God, their opinion. Communism. It's their judgment. That's exactly right. The shame of it, Dr. Joe, is they're destroying everything that made this country great for not just the individual, but That's for correct. the family. And in the meantime... the Supreme Court, though, I oh, think this bill, bill will stay. Well, the Supreme Court, who are you going to bring it up? We got, we, got, we got a new judge that doesn't know how to describe a man or a woman, Dr. Joe. She could use your first <laughs> I, I know, medical school. Thank the you. Rest for, of them are okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they are. So, Take a look at Elena Kagan, fat judge in a little robe, or Sotomayor, and then realize exactly what we're facing in Disney and what they're hiding. That can't be true. There's Xavier Jackson. He is accused of sending sexual images to someone he thought was a 14-year-old girl. Oh, did I mention that he just happens to be a lifeguard at the Polynesian Resort for Disney? You think there's a few children around there? Sheriff Grady Judd identified several other Disney employees accused of soliciting a prostitute. There was a just, just a big sting. Nine Disney employees all thought they were communicating with children. They're pedophiles, and they're hiding behind an agenda that they don't deserve to hide behind. This isn't about sexual preference. It's about sexual deviance. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Man, oh, man. You know, you did it to me yesterday. You played Sinatra. I had that on all night. I love this. Yeah, it's Friday. We're going to do some group. You know what else is uh, funny? The last time they attacked the state is because they put an abortion limit bill where you couldn't kill the baby after a certain amount of weeks. The evilness, and that's all it can be called, the child abuse practices by the Democrat mafia is astonishing. Astonishing! The idea that they're for the children as long as you perverse them or kill them is sickening. Then once they get of age, if they somehow survive the policies of the Democrat mafia, they're used as extortion bars against anybody else in the country that doesn't have kids. I find it laughable and obvious and sickening. Then again, that is how I find all Democrats. Randy Burbank. Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Good. How are you, buddy? All right. Hey, listen, I go out every day and I walk. I stick my earphones in. I listen to you. I just got turned on to your show. Oh, thank you. I, I looked you up on uh, yeah. I looked you up on the internet, and your uh, your face does not match the voice. I thought Stunning, you'd be a combination of like a uh, yeah. It's amazing. I thought you'd be like a uh, Greg Kelly uh, and maybe a uh, John Tobacco type guy. You know what I'm saying? God, but I, wish uh, I knew those people. But I think I think I'm going to take well, it. As well, all right, but there are other okay. personalities. But I cruise around my town, you know, and I see all these fences all around everybody's houses, and I says, "Look at man, everybody's trying to protect their homes," you know. Mm-hmm. But we can't put one up on our own border, which is sickening, man. The way people no, are pouring into and my country, your country, I'm I'm fed up. We're protecting. I say what? We're protecting. We should do Yemen. this, Sean. We should. We're protecting Syria. Yeah, we're protecting Ukraine. We're protecting Iraq. We're protecting their borders. You know what I think would happen if we decided to uh, have all these great Americans uh, that have time on their hands and uh, retired service members go down there and make a human border wall. You know, Randy, here, we could, I, I we figured could do out five, a way. We could do 500 miles. You know, you know, listen, Sean, this is what would happen. He would send the military down there 
to break us up, arrest us, make us go away, to let these people come in. That's what he would do. He would put the military against the, his own people. It would be called to, an to open that border wall. But here's the other thing, yeah, Randy. Yeah. I don't know if you were listening earlier. You might want it open. We may have to go there. I think it has a brighter uh, future economically, and I think their real estate values are going to be much higher than the city of Chicago. So, Randy, look at the upside. Yeah. We may have to flee there. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate the call. Okay. Stay strong. Lee Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey, you, you know, these very same school districts are, that claim that they, they are not there to be teaching or any kind of religious training. These kids want to push all this, all this social mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. I think what we need, we need a national movement to take these schools back to reading, writing, arithmetic. Anything else, I think, is superfluous. I think it's just... Lee, doing it more starts with pulling your kids out of these hell holes. And I mean that, Lee. Well, they well, only get numbers. I mean, most, a lot of people can't afford to, but the thing is is that they're doing more damage. I don't care sports, all this other stuff. Is it worth it to damage these kids where they're damaged? I hear you, Lee, but Why I still say it doesn't so cost much to stay at home. It doesn't cost much. You're better off staying at home than letting them take 50% of your money anyway. Raise your kids. Stop turning it over to the state. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is... Is the Sean Thompson Show. It's open and notorious. The Democrat Marxist Mafia uses its very failure as weapons to strengthen its power. This is an old scam that has destroyed every Democrat stronghold from New York to California, and you all know too well about the city of Chicago, once great. Now just a sewer you hope to survive. The American thinker is a wonderful asset to the fight against the Marxist mafia. Monica Showalter is a wonderful writer, author. I mean, that's all I could say. Since I booked her, I think she dropped three articles. Monica, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me on. I think you work harder than I do. It's uh, fascinating. Um, I've learned a long time ago that the Democrat mafia really gains its its strength from its very policy failures and its own failure. It is, we're approaching midterms. Anybody with an IQ over 60 realizes the problem is the Democrats. What they need now are new victims. Does that explain the border policies? Easily. There, there's just a very diabolical scheme to import millions of people from around the world, not just Central America, but 157 countries at this point, um, to bring them in and to give them instant asylum, rubber stamp, uh, which will immediately put them on a path to citizenship. And uh, that's a heck of a lot more than a legal immigrant is going to get. We had a slight respite where it looked like things were slowing down and there was um, a possibility of even... Not stopping it, but at least drastically reducing it. Then we had COVID, which was the greatest weapon of the fascists, the collectivists around the world. The policy that Donald Trump and his administration implemented seemed to be common sense. If you're sick, you can't come in. It's called Title 42, I believe is the official name. 
exactly, and that is what it is. Um, that had been used, and I believe that was by a court order, but in any case, the Bidenites were afraid of the photos from Fox News and other um, news agencies, especially local news agencies, local TVs, showing the huge human surge of human waves, um, all of which is the lower middle classes of the third world, not the very poor people, but the people who have a little bit of money to pay smugglers. Um, coming in, they're looking for better jobs, better opportunities. Many of them have crossed multiple borders, which makes them very different from the Ukrainians, who are any port in a storm. Uh, the bombs are raining down right now. Any, My home is gone, any port in a storm. That's the Ukrainian refugee mentality, yeah. uh, or the dynamic that we're seeing, and that's why other countries have welcomed them very quickly. Uh -huh. uh, this is people who have country shopped and who have uh, selected the best benefit package. They're coming many for a better job. Now, some of them may be very productive citizens uh, or better off here than there, etc., but there's no order in this. There's no rule of law. You have to have you know, certain quotas. The United States takes more than a million legal immigrants. And if Democrats wanted to be honest about this, they'd say, okay, let's take five million immigrants, etc. Uh, they would have to answer questions about are there jobs for them, because there is a recession coming. They'd have to answer questions about uh, who are, how are we going to vet these people? Is it going to be anybody? Is it going to be people who couldn't get in normally? Etc. So what's going on is a rubber stamp activity because they claim they're going to be inundated with, you know, two to three million people rolling in from 157 countries. And the Border Patrol is just saying, we, we can't do this at all. We're, we're going to be broken. And we um, are suffering the ills of these third world nations. Um, Arizona absolutely. has experiencing kidnapping, the sex trafficking, the, 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 the traffic homicides. All of it. It's it's well, it's parabolic, no. Monica. What statistic will wake these idiots up? Is there one? No, they want them. They want to bring in as much disorder, etc. They're doing what Chavez did in Venezuela, which is make the place so chaotic and crime infested that uh, you actually tamp down the opposition. The opposition doesn't dare go out to protest. Um, you know, the idea is to make life absolutely miserable. The other thing is, is Victor Davis Hanson has pointed out, um, basically the human waves are going to stop when the United States becomes as lousy as the places the people are leaving. Mm -hmm. Now, most of these places are nominal democracies. These people have votes. They could change it if they wanted to, but it's way easier if Uncle Sam or Uncle Sugar is offering them a big benefit package and they get an instant job, they can send remittances to these countries that they supposedly are terrified to go back to, but they send remittances and they go visit their relatives. So it's really migrants, and it's economic migrants. It's not, uh, you know, true refugees or asylees. That's why the mockery that, that Biden's making of the asylum system is outright outrageous. Well, Monica, I'm going to defend the people who are coming here um, when you say they, they can vote, their third world corrupt oligarch governments are similar to that of Chicago, where it doesn't matter what you do, that mafia will remain in power because the citizens have been neutered by the citizens that are willful ignoramuses or corrupted. So I do understand that sense of futility. After all, I have migrated from Chicago to Florida myself, so I feel their pain. That being said, I, I also... On that. They and I, that. I've talked to illegals and they've told me that. Yeah. And I also think that what ironically will save America are not the entitled, spoiled brats who inherited freedom, but those people who understand how important it is. The problem we have is we enrich 
the worst among us, not just our own citizens, but our illegal immigrants, the ones who are willing to participate with the Democrat mafia schemes of defrauding the people. How much of the loans of the COVID relief money, of the PPP and the rest of it, how much have been stolen by illegals now that we know there are probably upwards of 40 to 60 percent of that money stolen anyway? Exactly, exactly. And yes, it, it was handed out very cheaply and easily. And, you know, word gets out. You'll, you'll be able to steal the system blind. You'll, they'll give you, shower you with benefits and privileges. And yeah, I mean, realistically, you say you're in a country you want to leave. Uh, what would you do? You would say, well, well which one, which, what is my interest? And in my best interest would be to go illegally where I'd get asylum immediately and a path to citizenship. If I try it legally, I'll be waiting 10 years in line, paying $6,000, a bunch of lawyers, and hope my paperwork doesn't get lost. You know, it's just you can see where the problem is. They're making it easier to immigrate legal, illegally than legally and far more beneficial, quicker, etc. The other thing is this. People are coming because, yeah, there's jobs in the chicken factories. There's jobs in the strawberry fields, etc. That American welfare recipients are too entitled, too well paid off to take. So I I do think there's a valid argument to be made there. And um, we're losing the argument because we have in America now that they just want more something for nothing, whether it's uh, certain specific uh, uh, illness treatments like insulin, whether it's uh, subsidies for, for vehicles or energy or housing or food or God knows what. And now we're getting to where college students with debt are calling are called Congress people are giving themselves relief and passes. The real question is why in the world wouldn't everyone just run to this stupid stupid country that's giving away free money exactly because people aren't stupid they can see what's going on and they have their networks they know what's going on the dangerous thing is it does damage rule of law here you gotta basically congress's job is you set the numbers of how many people you want to let in go ahead and let five million in make it a legal process make it so people can do it you got to make that more attractive than illegal the other thing is the system we have now not only damages rule of law here, it fattens the cartels. They're going to be going after Mexico. They're taking over ports and things like that. They're going to challenge the government, makes them very rich, very powerful, and life in Mexico much more miserable. And then, of course, certain numbers of people are going to come because they just can't take it. I'm wondering um, if we should go over there and start buying up the real estate and take it over ourselves. I like that yeah. thing. I mean, you know, it's got good weather. Oh, yeah, the food they got is wonderful. That, actually. The food is <laughs> wonderful. I'm a big fan of the food. And uh, the reality is even um, the third world hellholes wouldn't allow a scum like Hunter Biden and Joe Biden to be obvious apparatchiks of enemies, foreign and domestic. You uh, dropped an article about the FBI and the laptop. Can somebody explain how the Federal Bureau of Investigation, or as, as it's known in my neighborhood, forever bothering Italians, somehow has had the evidence that the president is compromised for two years and nobody's doing jack about it? Yeah, how do they lose a laptop like that? I mean, the guy who testified before Congress, he's the uh, FBI chief of cyber. You would think he'd be able to give the congressional questioners a simple answer. I think it was Matt Gates who asked it about it. They, where is it? And he says, oh, I don't know. And that's so the FBI that's had the audacity. The FBI had the audacity. The absolute bald-faced audacity to say they lost it. Do I have that right? 
It was pretty close to that, yeah. I mean, he just kept saying, it's not my bailiwick, not my job. And it's like, yes, it is. You would know that because it affects your job. It affects the yeah. the cyber attacks you're trying to prevent. Why? Because certain people are going to get, uh, you know, sanctioned and others are not. It's going to affect how the, the, the cyber attackers behave because these are state actors. And so is Hunter Biden's laptop activity. He's with state actors and influence peddling. So yes, it does yeah. affect his job. So for him to pretend he knows nothing, yeah. that's like Robert Mueller saying he'd never heard of the Steele dossier. I mean, nobody believes that. A- am I the only one that saw Serpico? How about they're just in on this scam? I mean, is that safe to say at this level of yep. absolute and total, and I'm not going to give him incompetence, this is corruption. You've had it for two years. You've had the evidence. You refuse to move on it. When you're asked by Congress, you say you lost it. You're a liar. Yeah. How, how can I get in the room, Monica? Come on, you're at the American Thinker. Can't you get me in any of these meetings, for God's sakes? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just, I it, it infuriated me. I just thought, eh, how do you lose it? And then you pretend you know nothing. This is garbage. How stupid do you think we are? We We know yeah. you know where it is. We know that uh, you you sat on it, you did nothing about it, even though it has explosive information, the corruption of the worst sort, in which if they were objective investigators, they would say to themselves, wow, here's an easy case for me to go make my rocks on, you know, or yeah. to go get a, a ribbon for. Um, because but they must be nervous. It's cut and dried. They must be nervous, Monica, because as you wrote so articulately, they're bringing up Trump's phone records during January 6th. Or as it's known in Melrose Park, a party at Friday night. Can you uh, tell me what they found with the seven hours of he wasn't texting or tweeting or calling anybody? Yeah, I mean, CNN came out with a completely cowardly uh, effort to, to extricate himself from the, itself from that mess because they were saying, oh, it's Watergate. It's a cover-up. They had Bob Woodward trotted out on him, but MSNBC reliving the Watergate days. Um, they're saying, oh, a missing thing, cover-up. It's not the crime to cover They were just making fools of themselves. They thought they had Trump uh, cornered. They had thought they had him in the bag, and then it turns out, no, they're, all the records were there, and oh. uh, all the records were there, and yes, they believed that there were other methods of communication that were used quite legitimately. No, there was no law-breaking whatsoever. So, ooh, suddenly the sound of t- tweets being deleted. Uh, it was just outrageous the way they, they keep seeing what they want to see. And they've done this multiple times. You know, the Steele dossier, we got him cornered. Trump's taxes and, and the prosecutors, we got him cornered. Yeah. Every one of these things falls apart because it's full garbage, and this, their bias is doing the talking, not the facts. Yeah, they're Marxists. They're the party of lies. Everything is a lie that they ever spew, that they ever tout, that they believe in. Um, but I want, I've got some bad news for you, Monica. It appears that this interview will not be on YouTube because Silicon Valley Gestapos have um, censored myself and redacted so many of the people like me and the shows, and they arbitrarily are censoring information in so many of not just the policies but the obvious corruption um, with regards to Ukraine. Has the evidence not been so prominent, so undeniable that even these Fourth Reich fascists can't deny it. Yeah, they're just they're, yeah. The censorship thing is really out of control. This has to be item A when a new Congress gets in and with a veto-proof majority, they've got to go after big tech for this censorship stuff because this has gotten completely.
completely out of control. It's affecting elections. It's affecting uh, what what the American people think. Just it's insane, and they're doing this to, to shut people up, to censor them. I'm, I'm outraged when I hear this. You know what um, I love though? I love the fact that the American Thinker is putting up a fight against it, along with a, a handful of other sites. And I think ultimately if you want, we're going to we'll win. We'll put it up on American Thinker. We'll put the huh? tape up if you want. And that's where I go to find it. And uh, that's where I go to get my information. And, Monica, you are among my favorite writers there. I cannot thank you enough for joining me. I want you to have a wonderful weekend. And thank you again for not just joining me but for doing what you do. I am amazed at the amount of articles you put out, the concise clarity, and the way you articulate American principles. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560, The Answer. You know, you're welcome. I have all the clips of these Democrat mafia members lying through their fake teeth. Labor secretary, union mafia boss, Walsh, another Irish wannabe gangster. He's going to tell you about the labor statistics. We're watching all these, but, you know, certainly... Shut up, you Irish gangster, you fraud. I love the fact that Amazon voted for the labor extortion mafia union in New York. Good for you. Now you get no stock options, morons, and you bring in these wannabe gangsters to extort not from you, just you, but from Amazon. The whole time they're looking out for you. You're a willful slave. It's all you'll ever be. But you like that corruption in the government. You like that corruption in your company. You like it because you want to sit on your fat ass and get money for nothing. Every Democrat voter in the world. Jerry, Chicago. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my my call, Paisan. Uh, I'm just expanding on your I'm just expanding on your conversation you had. Donald Trump has been a businessman for how many decades? Right? He's gone through bankruptcy and he's come back. The IRS has been up this guy's keister for how many years and they found nothing. But Warthog Face Liz Cheney and her ilk, they're gonna find something on Donald Trump. You know what else is funny, too, Jerry? I want you. I was doing this the other day. I want you to look at how many Americans are in prison for over one year and, in some cases, a decade for tax evasion. And then look at the sewer of Chicago shootings on Monday. How many of the kids yeah. that they pick up have been released for shooting into crowds and gang-related and drug-dealing scum and on a revolving door? Because you know something? In this country, in this corrupt mafia country, It's a bigger penalty to not cut in the mafia called the government than it is to kill your fellow citizens. That's how you know it's over with, kid. Thanks, Jer, for the call. I appreciate it. Marino, Northwest Indiana. How you doing, Sean? Good, Marino. Marino, hang on one second. I I want to get to my point. Hang on one second because this is how how the mind works. The idea that this government looks at your wealth as theirs and they put you in prison if they don't agree with it, is an outrage. An outrage. And how do you fight them? They arbitrarily compound interest. Who's got a team of lawyers to fight them? They steal it because they say so. That's some real gangster stuff. Real gangster stuff. Marino, go ahead. Okay, how you doing? Okay, Northwest Indiana, Gary had a lot of industry and all so forth. Yeah. And East Chicago, all of them closed down. Yep. And you don't got none because all of it was, uh, they had a conservative Democrat, they went liberal. And from 68 to, uh, 
to now. Jerome Prince ain't doing a thing, closing up schools, knocking schools down. And, Marino, what's the quality well, of life in those areas? I don't know if you were uh, an adult in 68. It's, ter- it's terrible. Exactly. Because they made the it's, climate it's, it's, so business was unfriendly to them. And they don't understand. You know, Why is it, Marino, the citizens do not want we, to right that wrong uh, by throwing them out? You know what? We had cats in there in 67. Hatcher, they voted Hatcher in. A, a lot of blacks said, number of blacks I found out, a schoolmate of mine told me, that her her days that they they were not ready for a, a black mayor. Marino, isn't it something they've been booming. able they've been able to hide behind race? Will they implement a gangster mafia government the whole time hurting the people they pretend to champion? It's a disgrace, Marino. It really is. That's why you got to get on your get in your car, pack it up, do your best, and come down here. Thank you very much, Marino. You got to get out of these sewers. It's the only answer. David Lansing. Oh, he's got a – wait a minute. David's uh, hey. got a, David, you got a movie. I'll tell you, this guy, this guy, David, bad jokes, wrong timing. Stick to the segments. I know it's the fastest show on radio. Do you mean I have to go to break than it's movies with me? I got more clips. I want to talk about more atrocities. I want to fight this Marxist mafia, damn it. All right, let's take our mind off of it. Have a good week, and we'll talk about movies after this. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right, so I was stuck on a plane this week, which was insane. It was like Con Air. I went to the airport at 6 in the morning. I got off the plane with 20 minutes to get here and do the show. Fast. It was unbelievable. Watched a lot of stuff. House of Gucci. I'll tell you what, I loved it. Highly, highly, highly recommended. I also stumbled upon, well, stuck in Con Air, um, an Australian series called Fat Tony. It is stupid, and you cannot look away. Fantastic. I laughed. I was, it was great. So those are my two choices. And JFK Revisited, or I'm sorry, Revised, excuse me. JFK Revised, highly recommended. Now it's time for you to tell me. Susan Northbrook. Hi, Sean. The first uh, recommendation is a sitcom, Dairy Girls, D-E-R-R-Y. It's an Irish sitcom, a coming-of-age story set in the uh, Troubles. Dairy Girls, all right. Yeah, yeah. And what else you got? I got a documentary called Uh Truffle Hunters. And it's um, these Italian men and their dogs who, uh, under top secret, they don't tell anyone, they don't tell their family how they um, find truffles and sell them. For I'm a huge box. truffles fan. I love them. Have you ever had truffle fries? No. Oh, I highly, highly recommend it. I'm going to watch that documentary. I love truffles. Thank you, Susan. Uh, Dave, Racine, Wisconsin. Greetings, Sean. Uh, for April Fool's Day, uh, the remake of the uh, uh, Three Amigos, not a real movie, but it's uh, with RuPaul, Tyler Perry, and Michelle Obama. Oh, all right. Very good. Thank you very and much. And the other is called America Thought. It's a bad movie from the late, seven, late mid to late 70s with Harvey Corman and... Harvey Corman. Uh, Ritter, Tex, uh, and, uh, uh, not Tex Ritter, uh, John Ritter. 
and it's, it's good. Yeah, uh, America's broken. They have to have a, ter- a, a telethon for the United States, kind of almost prescient of what's going on today. Love it, Dave. Thank you very much. Love it. Good cars in the 70s. Didn't run well, but boy, oh, boy, the seats. You know what crushed velour is, kid? You have any idea? No? What a shame. What a shame. David and Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean, I have a documentary and a film that will both answer what girl fondler Joe meant when he said, we need a liberal world order. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, fiction film is called Early Warning. By the way, you guys played a clip of it two days ago. I watched the whole thing. It's kind of corny, but it's worth watching. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, uh, and then um, the documentary is Monopoly. Who owns the world? I think it came out in 2021. Dave. It's uh, actually it's from a financial point of view. Who actually owns the world? Basically, I love it. Trying to and say. the irony, David, of you using the word corny is something that made my day. Thank you very much, Mike, on the South Side. Hey, uh, the first movie. This will be my last um, military movie. I'll throw your way is the the Siege of Firebase Gloria. It's about I've a firebase in Vietnam. It's and I love movie. that kind of stuff. Don't make that the last one. I love that kind of stuff. I really do. No, yes. And then uh, the documentary, I just came across it yesterday. Uh-huh. It was from 2007. And when you it, when you see it, I thought that it was, like, done, like, a week ago. And it's called Big Rig, and it's all about the trucking industry. And in 2007, the truckers were getting stuck with really lousy gas prices. So I was like, oh, yeah. That. I'm like, <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um Milton Friedman did an expose on um, the the highway, the government bureau of of, of real extortion, um, the highway system in America. And at that point is when I was first had my eyes opened up to exactly how much diesel fuel costs to the trucker is extortion by the government and profit by the government called taxes. So I'm looking forward to that. And did you know, Squirrel Hands, Dan Proft made fun of this segment? He said, oh, you see... Dan Prof wishes he had a segment like this. Wishes he had a segment like this. Uh, Fred, Orland Park. Joseph Campbell's book, A Hero of a Thousand Faces, a documentary on Finding Joe. It's about living your bliss and not be fearful of life. Uh, I, like I, this. I can't. And you can get it on YouTube, and he has some great articles. And I think he should be promoted within the educational system because he promotes. Don't fear life because things are going to happen to you, but live the life that you should live, not someone else's. Fred, this is something I tell my own kids. This is something I think kids have have, uh, stopped being told. Have them go out and have the virtue of selfishness that Ayn Rand spoke of and wrote about and the idea, um, get away from the idea that they are mortgaged to other people. And that's how we can get America back. Fred, I love the suggestion. Thank you very much for giving it to me. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, I got a movie and a documentary. Um, the movie is The Audie Murphy Story, starring Audie Murphy himself. A true badass. Funny. Audie Murphy, I know. five foot four, the, 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 the real deal hero. I love that son of a guy. My, and he comes out and my, is a great actor, proving anybody can be it? an actor. Oh. I wish Will Smith would have slapped him. He'd have got his eyeball ripped out of his head, that buffoon, <laughs> that fallback girly slap. And what was the documentary? 
The documentary I already told you about it. I oh. starred in it. It's called it's called I Do. It was right, done by Don Joey Brandmeier. In I Do. You, Love it. Yeah, Thank you. you said you were going to watch it last time I told you about it, but I don't think you did. No, I didn't. I confess I did. It's Thank available you, on Amazon. All right, I'm going to watch it tonight because I'm not going anywhere. I'm tired. Oh. I got a headache. Thank All you right. very much. Thank you. Ralph from Rantoul. Good evening, and you are correct, Sean. Audie Murphy would have just done a, a left jab, would have hit Will Smith right in the wedding tackle, would have folded him over, then he would have finished him off. I so, hey, the series that I got for you is uh, the Jack Reacher series. I know, don't gag. It's on Amazon I saw Prime. It. I watched it. But I it watched is a, it. Oh, it, I, it, you know, it's, uh, it, they could have cast me. Sean, because <laughs> I am the Reacher. Hey, yeah. You know how I watched it? I walked in the cigar store. Dan Proft had a smile on his face like Cindy Crawford was on a pole. I was a little freaked out by his admiration for Reacher, but it, it turned out to not be that well, bad. I liked it. Oh, only during the shirtless parts, probably. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Ralph and Rantoul, thank you very much, brother. Later. All right, wh- when I get back, I'll take the rest of your calls after this. AM 560, The Answer. We don't get fooled again. He didn't know about Biden. Um, all right, so we got two minutes, and I gotta go to I gotta go to Meatloaf. So we're gonna go kind of fast here. Scott Woodstock. Okay, three really quick. The true story of Teflon called Dark Water. Ukraine on fire. The history of where we're at in Ukraine, and then a lighthearted movie called The Big Year. Yes. Now listen, you mentioned Dark Water, and it's that's the one about 3M. Is that the documentary? That is the one about 3M. Brother, everyone should watch that. I still will not use a pan with it. Thank you very much, Scott. Everybody should watch that. Uh, Robert Bloomingdale. Yeah, the Dark Shadows. We get, we didn't watch the award show. We watched the Dark Shadows, a weird show that that program is. It's a running it was a running series in the sixties, and my documentary MacArthur with Gregory Peck. I love it. Good call. Oh, good call. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. 12 Angry Men from 1957. Going to watch that movie tonight. Absolutely love it. That's one of my favorites. I used to love law, the idea of our justice system, before it was bastardized by the Democrat rat mafia. Everybody focus on having a good weekend. That is the main thing. And focus on the fact in the end we win. And also focus 21 states are fighting the feeble fascist every single day. Support those politicians like Ron Johnson. Oh, say, can you see
good weekend. Everybody have a good weekend. You do that by avoiding Democrats. Talk to you on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.